New Harvard-Harris polling is released today discussing the race for the White House as we near the Thanksgiving break. A Jewish rabbi tells his story about standing up to President Biden, calling for a ceasefire because Hamas isn't the real threat for Israel. And a TikTok influencer lets us know that if the African-American community wishes to unchain themselves from white oppression, they just need to go take a nap. All of that today on the Combat of Family Matters show. Welcome into the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. It is Monday, November 20th, the year of our Lord, 2023. Ding. It's Thanksgiving week. Ooh. What's your what's your go-to? Have we talked about this at all? Have we talked about Thanksgiving meal? No, we will stuff? at the end of the show. Okay, cool. All uh, right. Wasn't on my rundown. But, but wait, there's more. Yeah, what? see, I love just like throwing a little turkey grenade in there. <laughs> and the and the giblets go everywhere. Uh, Plan mm. to get to today. Uh, before we get to that, uh, let's start with this CNN piece that was just released uh, today or no, last week. Pardon me, but it's been updated. Uh, Rabbi Jessica Rosenberg is based <clears throat> in Minneapolis and um, serves on the Jewish Voice for Peace Rabbinic Council. That was not one of the initial councils set forth uh, during the Levitical line <laughs> back in back in Exodus. Um, established in 2011, uh, they uh, sh- uh, he. Sorry, you'll they understand them. why I'm struggling with this. Along with Rabbi Ariana Katz of For Times Such As These, A Radical's Guide to the Jewish Year. Is that a play on Esther? I don't know. Um, it's set to publish next year. And he is an author of Introduction to Trauma, Healing, and Resilience for Rabbis, Jewish Educators, and Organizers. Hmm. Uh, this is a commentary. Basically, this dude it thinks he's a gal. And so Rabbi Jessica Rosenberg is probably more like Rabbi, uh, fill in your Jehoshaphat. Um, Jehoshaphat saying Rosenberg. Saying that um, there should be a ceasefire in Gaza because Israelis, and I'm quoting here, must be compelled to stop the shelling of homes and businesses that has claimed more than 11,000 Palestinian lives. Um. With bombs falling in Gaza and thousands of Palestinian and Israelis dead and missing, hostages and prisoners still held in captivity, I knew I had to overcome my worry about the impacts on the people in my social and religious circles. So, really, this is all about this person. Naturally. Obviously, when you naturally think, when you naturally become uh, deluded into your transgender ideology and you feel like the world owes you something because you think because you were born with male genitalia, you're actually a woman, uh, naturally you're self-absorbed. I just love the false dichotomy we continue to draw between Israel and Hamas, and we don't talk, we don't say Hamas, say Palestinian lives. Well, again, I, I think I beat this dead horse enough, so let me take a club to its skull one more time. <laughs> Gaza is one of the more densely populated cities in the Middle East. Uh, the government of Hamas, the government is run by Hamas and hasn't been run well. Uh, for the better part of the last almost two decades now. And Hamas, as people try to flee Gaza, are shooting them in the back Mm -hmm. as they leave. And then probably 
pull, dragging their dead bodies into Al-Shifa Hospital and then claiming that Israel is killing those trying to seek medical care at the Al-Shifa Hospital. I don't know. Seems to be a logical probability, uh, considering that's what Hamas has done since their inception. Fair? Yeah, fair. Yet we have these liberal rabbis, and again, name me the, name me the qualifications for a rabbi. I don't think Jessica Rosenberg fits the qualifications for a rabbi. Probably not. Now again, I am not I am not a, 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 a provocator or uh, I don't buy into the whole replacement ideology or theology either. Uh, so again, I, we continue to pray for our, our Jewish friends and uh, who are over in Israel and our Christian brothers and sisters who are there as well, who some of them have been captured and held hostage by Hamas and um, we continue to pray for them and 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 hope the best for them, and of course the Jewish people that in this time they will see uh, their need for um, the Messiah who has come already. Um, but again, if you want to learn more about that, you can just uh, Google uh, Rabbi Jessica Rosenberg and, and read more about what he has to say. Interactive polling. Uh, just uh, came out with a new poll today, a Harvard-Harris poll. They just alerted us to this. Uh, Harvard-Harris poll today shows President Biden trailing President Trump by six points. This is a national poll. A national poll has Trump ahead by six. Yep. In a three-man race, he's ahead by eight because RFK polls. So so in in just for those of you out there that haven't listened to the show ever before when we talk about polling numbers, national numbers uh, and all due respect to Harvard Harris and others um, that do national polling samples, the problem with national polling samples is that they're far too broad in scope and aren't how the electoral process works. Just as a primer, if you will, on electoral politics, the Electoral College is the one who chooses the president. Thus, what? It's not one person, one vote? Yeah. Thus, the popular vote across the landscape of America, it while not meaningless, matters less than the math that it takes to get to 270 electoral college votes because that is the threshold necessary in order to become president of the United States. So it's far more important for these polls to drill down into localities like Iowa, New Hampshire, yes, South Carolina, Nevada, um, and then you get into swing states uh, like as crazy as it is to say, uh, here in the southeast, Georgia, North Carolina, if we go out to the west, Arizona, Colorado, um, potentially Texas, we go up into the Midwest, which is, I believe, the Rust Belt, the Midwest is going to be the most significant uh, area. Uh, we could go to Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, ultimately Ohio, um, possibly even into uh, Pennsylvania further east. These are the states where I believe and many political operatives believe this race will be decided. So 
all due respect to Harvard Harris and other national polls, and yes, they drill down into states, that where we get the truest sense of where this race is currently, even either between uh, Republican primary voters uh, who are either three or four of fours, or on the broader landscape in the head-to-head matchup, either between Biden-Trump or Biden-Kennedy-Trump, we get the truest sense of what it's going to look like in the state, in the state. So was when Winthrop does a South Carolina poll or when Emerson does a deep dive into certain polls, that's, I believe, what is a truer sense. So, yes, Trump up uh, in both polls may not be the closest. All three, actually. Clo- yeah, all three may not be the all closest. Uh, you want to go for five? No, it's four. No, okay, four. Four for a general. Um, up on up by eight on Biden, up by 23 on RFK. Up by nine on Biden when you run RFK, uh, Cornell West, and Jill Stein. And up by 12 should Kamala Harris be the nominee in the Democratic Party. That ain't happening. Uh, Trump has a better likelihood of being the Democratic nominee. In terms of the presidential primary nationwide, this poll was run last week, by the way. Uh, Trump up 58. 58 on closest second place. Ron DeSantis at 9, Nikki Haley at 8, Ramaswamy at 5. It's a four-man race. Really, it's a one-man race, but we can throw in the other three. Here's what here's here's what's going to happen as we near Thanksgiving. And again, if you haven't watched this, uh, quick plug for our friends at the Family Leader in Iowa. Yes. If you haven't watched the Thanksgiving sit-down, I, I got the idea by their staff. Got to watch it. And the idea from, uh, I'm assuming uh, Bob Vanderplatz had a lot to do with this idea, sitting around the table and just discussing kind of what we do here. Um, just sitting around and talking about different things. Uh, they brought in uh, Governor DeSantis, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and uh, former Governor, UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, sitting down at the table just talking. It was great. Uh, for about an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, it was really good. Um, when, when you're, It's a three-man race, but as we, as we go past Thanksgiving and as we near the Iowa caucus and then New Hampshire, which, by the way, is still going to host a Democratic primary before South Carolina, uh, FYI, because mm-hmm. uh, New Hampshire is like, bump you, DNC. Um, <clears throat> what's going to happen is uh, Nikki Haley is surging a bit into second place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've seen Ron DeSantis' numbers drop significantly since he began the run for the White House because there hasn't been much separation. Uh, Donald Trump's numbers continue to either elevate or at the very worst stay the same. So what you're seeing in the polling is Nikki Haley begin to moving move into second place, or at least challenge for second place. The goal for the Haley campaign, and again, I don't have insight on this. I don't have, I mean, I know some people in the campaign, mm-hmm. but I don't have, you know, direct knowledge of this as they're campaigning in New Hampshire today. The It would appear to be, and the strategy should be for her, as well as DeSantis and Vivek for that matter, finish second in Iowa, New Hampshire, maybe get challenged for first, and hope that the field whittles by the time you get to the Palmetto State. Mm-hmm. I mean, the clearest path, and I and it's slim, but the clearest path for a Nikki Haley would be uh, either finish second or win in Iowa. Yep, that would whittle the field. Win, win New, win Hampshire. New Hampshire. That'd whittle the field. Oh yeah. And then you come to South Carolina with all the momentum and the underbelly of we don't want to vote for Trump anymore. Support is that enough to overcome the Trump yeah. bump? I don't think it no. is. But that appears to be the clearest strategy. And again, I'm not endorsing that at all. I'm just saying that appears to be the math. It, we're, we embrace and, reality. And the reality is that's probably the same for Ron DeSantis as well. 
I am of the impression that the nominee will be the 45th president of the United States. Well, that, all that, numbers indicate. All numbers indicate. You just follow the math there. And whether you like that or not is really immaterial to me. And whether I like it or not is immaterial to me. I, I think that appears to be the likelihood. Now, there is new polling um, in job approval from Rasmussen. Uh, President Biden is underwater by 14, and only 30% of those polled say the country is moving in the right direction. Now, again, what does that number mean? I don't know. We do have other polling out as well that was produced that shows a majority of Americans, as many as plus 25, as low as plus 12, believe that Republicans hold the edge on border, national security, economics, inflation, terrorism, crime, like every possible metric breaks mm-hmm. Republican. Mm-hmm. Recent history would show that that party will still find a way to mess that up somehow. But there is a feeling that I don't know of any incumbent president who's been running for re-election that's overcome these numbers. Now, of course, if you remember, we, we have to eat our crow a little bit because we were saying in the midterm elections that it, it appeared, the polling showed red wave massive red happen. wave no it was it a red trickle a, it wave barely and and we 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 saw and for those of you that are you know some of you are going to balk at this some of you died in the war republicans and uh we the municipal state and local elections that happened this year um i, I think of the virginia house of delegates i think of the ohio um abortion uh, yeah, ruling? yeah, outlier think, a little bit, yeah, there, in my opinion. I, I, well, 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 not we an outlier, not an outlier in terms of the of the referendum. I, I think we could talk about how that works, and um, but and we will, we will, but um, uh, I think we're going to continue to see conservative ideology mm-hmm. struggle for a period of time. Now, whether that's because we're focused too much on life, as some would say. <clears throat> Here's looking at you, Nancy. Um, or whether it's because we are focused too much on, you know, anything other than the economy. You know, I, I listened to a couple guys this morning talking about the the left has had to backpedal on woke ink and that agenda because they literally can't afford to do so. They can't afford right. to peddle that right now. Right. Um, and so I think it's important important for conservatives yes to talk about these issues social moral political issues but also to say listen the economy is tanking i mean this thanksgiving meal there will be less on the table than there was disappointing there will be because people americans can't afford it i would imagine as we move forward, and again, this is going to become a more frequent topic because we're getting closer and closer to election time. I mean, it's it's it, uh, Steve Spurrier used to say that leading up to football season, because there's no such thing as an off season, it was called talking season, according yeah. to him, where we just talk. Well, well, we just we're going to talk. Uh, it, we're we're about done with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are about to put feet to their vote and go to the polls and actually uh, cast a ballot. So as we move closer, we're going to learn more. More will be uh, discovered as we get closer to the time. I, I do want to mention one uh, one thing here before we move to our final topic today. It's a little shorter of a show today. Um, 
we're uh, super excited tomorrow, by the way, you're going to get a uh, an in-depth look at Thanksgiving, what it is, why it happened, why Thanksgiving is an, a uniquely Christian and American holiday. Uh, we're going to be joined by David Barton on tomorrow's show to talk about the Pilgrims, the Jamestown Colony, uh, Plymouth, um, how those two shape your view of America, mm-hmm. um, historical revisionism. It's it, it's going to be a great listen. You're really going to enjoy it. If you're listening to us on podcast right now, I would encourage you for Tuesday's show, make sure you're watching on either Facebook or YouTube yeah. because uh, David's going to point out some things visually and you're you're going to want to be li- you're going to want to be watching that at some point uh, to be able to key in on those. Uh, along with that, we're efforting. Uh, speaking of Iowa, uh, we're efforting to get our friends in Iowa at the Family Leader and in New Hampshire to join us on the show over the next couple of weeks to talk about mm-hmm. that Thanksgiving event in Iowa to talk about the Iowa Caucus, the New Hampshire retail primary. politics, and yep, uh, yep, because you got New Hampshire, which is the primary first real retail politic. Iowa's so unique. We'll break down the caucus process. And what that looks like. So we're efforting to get both of those on. Along with that, we'll be joined over the next couple of weeks by our friends at uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Excellent. Uh, Miss Tanya Shelnut. Yeah. Uh, Champion. Uh, Going to be talking with her about religious liberty and religious freedom in the courts. Where are those? Where, mm-hmm. What do you need to keep your eye on? Mm-hmm. We're also going to be joined in the next couple of, uh, actually it looks like next week, we're going to be joined by our friend Amy Baker. Excellent. From the South Carolina Citizens for Life group. Um, to discuss their upcoming event, their Proudly Pro-Life weekend yeah. uh, coming up, the Proudly Pro-Life dinner. Uh, James Dillon from, uh, no, not James Dillon, my gosh. James Dean? Seth Dillon. <laughs> Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bee. My mind is in a million different places here. Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bee will be the uh, keynote speaker at that dinner in January. Looking forward to that. Um, he'll be great. And so she's going to be joining us to talk about that. And I think we might get into the... Uh, uh, the Ohio stuff and, yeah. and these referenda yeah. and yeah. and how they're worded and why it's important <laughs> that maybe that shouldn't be happening and so we'll we'll get into that and, and mm-hmm. discuss it uh, that's what you can look forward to over the next couple of weeks um, of course we'll have the David Barton interview yeah. t- tomorrow that you can listen to on Wednesday we'll be talking with uh, Patrick Conley pastor from the Upstate so look for that as well as you head into your Thanksgiving weekend. So, really quick, I want to get to one story, and then we'll talk Thanksgiving amongst yes. ourselves. This is interesting. Oh. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you know what, what the, one of the best traditions on Thanksgiving is? Not football. Well, you're already wrong. Not waking up at 3 a.m. to start the turkey. However, this may, that could lead to this. So, there It's are, the couch nap. There are a lot of things it's that are considered racist these days. I don't know if you know this, but lack of sleep is considered racist now. Couch naps. It's from our friend Libs of TikTok. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll take a quick look at this and we'll discuss it. Let's talk about the sleep gap. Did you know that black Americans do not sleep as well as white Americans do? The Center for Disease Control and Prevention conducted and published research in 2020 on sleep in the U.S., The results showed that 43.5% of black or African-Americans had trouble sleeping compared with 30.7% of white respondents. Black and Latinx people in the US spend 15% of their night in deep sleep, which is the most restorative and regenerative phase of sleep, compared to 20% of white Americans. Poor sleep is a public health problem. 
Whether it's because of historical stress, maltreatment or health inequities, black Americans do not sleep enough. And poor sleep is a feedback loop and the effects of poor sleep mean you're more likely to get bad sleep again. This sleep gap is worsened for people that are low income, disabled or undocumented. Looking back to the enslavement of black people in the US, fatigue has been used as a measure of control against black people. This is why several campaigners and academics are pitching sleep as an act of resistance for the black community. To rest, even to take naps, is an act of self-care, is an act of resistance. So this Black History Month, to any black person watching this video, remember to rest. Fight the man. I, got, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Maybe hashtag take a nap should be a thing. I mean, I, I get it. The trip to van does kick in, but uh, lack of sleep. I, I struggle with sleep sometimes. I don't get the best night of sleep. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a, it's not every night that I'm, I'm entering into a deep rim. Listen, there's hegemony under every rock. <laughs> every one of them. And if you look hard enough, you'll find it. That's I, I I don't even I I don't even know how to respond. I, God bless you, but bless your heart. This is what we're talking about. This is what we talked with David a little bit about. I think we actually talked about it with him off camera. It, that the division that we have in the country because we don't have a very baseline understanding of our own history allows us to look for that critical problem in every in every segment of our society. I I don't even. I don't even know where to go <laughs> on that because, again, everyone struggles with sleep from time to time. There's anxieties, there's stress. Sure. To say implicitly that because you're black, you don't sleep as well just doesn't make any sense. And also, you need to sleep more in order to gain more ground. One would argue that that's not true. You should probably like be out doing something and mm. and making a difference in your community and actually working. So, obviously, Thanksgiving is this week. We have a, I mean, spoiler, we recorded the interview with david barton today so that's when he was available <gasps> so we're we're not going to have another live show live for the rest of this show. week right so uh thanksgiving is thursday mm -hmm. uh, you know hopefully you enjoy your traditions and you um take time to give thanks for the blessings in your life and you're like well i don't have any well yeah you do um just go to the very basic piece of information about your life and you probably have something to be thankful for like drawing breath so uh mitch you have the plate at yeah. thanksgiving yeah. and you know what i'm you know what plate i'm talking about oh yeah i'm talking about the one that is segmented into five slots okay right so you have your two big ones uh, okay and your three small ones now i was thinking like on, the oval chinette plate now on, now on my plate if it's the segmented plate the segments are are but a suggestion, yeah, right? That sure, food can sure, touch all day sure. long. It can mix up. Doesn't matter. But in this case, I'm relegating you to five slots on your plate, mm. okay? Now, there's an unlimited buffet. You are yeah. the marriage supper of the lamb. There yeah. is an unlimited buffet at this Thanksgiving. So, so proteins, like other proteins other than turkey, are not off limits? Um, well, we live in America, and we live in an ordered society. So there's turkey, and there's ham, Oh, and that's it. Well, turkey's for Thanksgiving, ham's for Christmas. I agree with that, but a lot of people are making ham, so I'm willing to seed on the ham thing. But the ham needs to be like the sugar-cured ham that's kind of shredded. I, oh, like a honey-baked ham. Yeah. Uh, I like, man, uh, there are a couple alternatives. Good roast beef at Thanksgiving. 
Yeah, see, I like roast beast at yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I, we've done steaks at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I'm very traditionalist when it comes to that. Now, now, my family has done that as well. I have think. you ever done lasagna at Thanksgiving? No, we've done spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's interesting. We have Steak, a, our, our, we do uh, Mexican on Wednesday night. Nice. I don't, I don't know why, Just but it's all, it used to be a Mexican and a movie. So we would do Mexican food and then a movie, which is, is way too much because we all know that we're going to popcorn during the movie so um uh, what's the problem i'm 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 trying trouble oh, sensing that's problem. a lot of food so so five a, things on the plate yeah and and by the way right, for some me, of, for I'm, some I'm of thinking, us we're hitting the gym every day this I'm week thinking. all right so for my five obviously you got to go with the turkey dark yeah, meat yeah yes dark meat, absolutely meat. now now how about the good, leg will you will you go for the leg yeah okay yeah, all right but of course a skin on uh don't yeah, let that bird sure. don't let that bird die in vain uh turkey obviously uh, dressing, and I'm not talking about stuffing. I'm talking about dressing. I'm talking about a dressing like cornbread. Dressing. Cornbread dressing got to be in there. Mm. Delicious. Delicious. Um, are we now? Here's the question: Is cranberry <laughs> sauce a side or a topping in this scenario? I made the scenario; it's a side. It's it's not edible, is turkey, what it is. Hard pass on the cranberry turkey, sauce. Dressing cranberry it's sauce. It's not a sauce, not and there's no cranberries. Not in fresh it. homemade. You're needs talking to be about out of this ocean spray <laughs> jar where it holds the form, and you slice it like bread. Give me turkey dressing, cranberry sauce. I am going to need some of that green bean casserole. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm going to need that green bean casserole, specifically my wife's. Love you. Um, and then my final piece, again, no dessert here in this scenario. My final piece is obviously, obviously macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Got to be on the plate. Dessert, uh, ready for this? I'm going to blow your mind. Pecan pie. Yeah, of course. Pecan obviously. pie. Don't give me that pumpkin junk. And I'll tell you this, and this is this is really controversial. Sweet potato pie is greater it's than pumpkin pie. It's basically the same. Just if you take a sweet potato pie and you put pumpkin spice flavoring in it, boom, you got a you got a pumpkin. Pie. All right, so I'm going with you on the turkey, dark meat. Good call. Uh, my wife's mac and cheese. I don't eat as much of it as I used to. I love the good cornbread dressing. Mm. Um, yeah. Sweet potato souffle. Okay. You know, with okay. the with the candy. Do you want the can? You uh, want the yeah, pecans yeah. on top. My grandmother used to make it like four different ways. Always with the little mini marshmallows roasted mm-hmm. on the top, like toasted on and that then, top. And then she would put like pineapple in it. Hard pass on that. Uh-huh. The nuts in it, like pecans yeah. or it in Almonds it, that's like, good. Yeah. Um. So you're up to three. Three. Uh. Did I say no? You're up to four. Four. You got mac and cheese, sweet potato souffle, cornbread dressing, and turkey. All right. Deviled eggs. Ooh, deviled okay. Eggs. Okay, deviled eggs are a definite go. By the way, you got to have rolls because there aren't enough carbs. Yeah. You got to have rolls. Is it the brown and serves? Yeah. Or is it King's so, Hawaiian? Sorry for the name drop. Uh, I'm going with the. Um, they, don't um, have, they don't purchase ads. I love the ones. Now they've got them where the pie tin and everybody wants the middle one. Oh, yeah. I forget what those are called, but they're I know, so I know good. About. I know what you're talking about. Um, and, all right. And dessert? Dessert, apple pie. Apple pie. Apple yeah, pie. So Americana. Yeah. So uh, you heard mine. Uh-huh. It's obviously for me, it's it's uh, cranberry sauce. What is the thing that, like, if it's on the, if it gets too close to your plate, you'll just throw the plate away and start over? If, you, if you're looking, I, I, there ain't much that I'm throwing away. Um, a lot of people in my family aren't going to like, I just turned the corner on brown rice. Like, I just turned the corner on that and uh-huh. I'm willing to accept uh-huh. it. 
pineapple casserole. Oh. <laughs> One time I put it on my plate, I thought it was squash casserole. That was a very bad moment when I took a bite because it has pineapple and cheese and it's just a lot going on in, in, in the flavoring. Uh, that's probably one. There isn't much. There isn't much. I'll eat just about anything. Even, yeah. uh, even like rutabagas, I'll, I'll handle, you know, yeah. or radishes, I'll handle. Um, yeah, there's mm. not much. There's mm. not much at the Thanksgiving spread. Now, we have multiple days of Thanksgiving, right? So we have thing, We have something on Thursday. This We have Thursday yeah, lunch. Friendsgiving. Well, we had Friendsgiving this past weekend. Yep. We have Thursday lunch. Um, we're hosting at our churches here for folks who may not have extended family. We're doing that. Uh, you know, then we got one side of the family that evening, and then we got one side of the family that that whole next day. So I'm mm, gonna have so, to roll me. The, gonna have to roll me into a football studio on. And then Saturday. the other tradition is you have to give thanks for go five around, five things. Go around the yep. No repeats. And see, so you want to be first. See, but in our okay, but see, in our family, there might be like multiple people who are pregnant, so you can't exactly like take that one away. So okay, so I'm thankful for all the people that are pregnant. <laughs> take it off the board. That's true. And my mother, like the school teacher, she's over there with the list. Like, all right, you're Je- kidding. Jesus is off the list. That's Nobody so else re- can that's say so Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, we're talking Thanksgiving tra- Macy's parade. Yes yeah, no? it's on. Yeah, it's on glued. in the background it's while on. we're working on the turkey and all the other stuff. See, we don't have to work on all the food because in everything that we do, we're like bringing something, yeah. but we're not bringing a ton of things. Um, we're like we've signed up for like specific things. Um, so the Macy's parade is on yeah. in, in the background. Um, Peanuts far greater than usually watch that the leading up to yeah. the Macy's parade leading up to Thanksgiving the world of streaming the world of streaming has changed how you can do that well so. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is on this week too um, really and and so one wow. final question for you um, are you watching college football on Thanksgiving or are you watching NFL yes okay. I mean like I'm a surfer, so we go back and forth. Yeah. Is there yeah. a room dedicated to your family gathering? My father, that's, that's a room my father-in-law is a no, no, uh, and we're doing. There are going to be 31 of us in one house this year. Help! Oh, how cute! How cute of you! <laughs> Help! How cute of you! Um, Try 60. <laughs> it's also outside. The, uh, but it's yeah, kind of raining. Uh, day, so we'll see how it goes. My father-in-law is a huge Detroit Lions fan. I'm so sorry. And Not so, this year. So no, they're. They're the Good. best they've been since 1966 on Thanksgiving Day. So Where's we watched Barry? that. Where's Barry when you need him? Yeah. Uh, we watched that, and I assume we'll we'll hit the Oregon-Oregon State game later in the evening. Wait, no, that's, that's on Friday. Friday. You'll hit Egg Bowl. Yeah, Egg Bowl. It's going to be a Egg ball. Bowl's always crazy. Egg Bowl's always wild. And then, of course, um, I forgot to mention President Trump's coming to town. It's going to be a great, great night. President Trump's coming to Columbia on Saturday for the Carolina-Clemson game. Do you think get out pit- of town with that Palmetto Bowl stuff. Who do you think he picks? He's going to. He doesn't stay pick that. anybody. He, he doesn't that. pick. He doesn't pick anybody. But he's coming with Henry. But Governor if he McMaster. finds out, if he finds out that Nikki Haley is a Clemson grad, I'm sure he knows. Oh, he's like Gamecocks all the way. So I would, uh, I, I would say we'll pick that game for our South Carolina audience. But we won't. Uh, I won't do that because I have made a vow to God. That I don't talk about that game until after I eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Go Tigers. So, I'm not talking about it. You won't. I will. For for our entire team at Palmetto Family, thank you so much for making us the yeah. fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. We We're really thankful appreciate for you. It. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for your prayers. We're thankful for your investment. We're thankful for you coming alongside of us to continue to work to make South Carolina a better place to live, work, and raise a family. 
enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Enjoy all of your traditions that you hold dear. Take time to give thanks. Take time to enjoy your family. There are things we don't talk about on Thanksgiving unless you're us, right? They say don't talk about religion or politics. Well, that's all we we'll talk, talk about. about both so all we'll talk day. about both all day. And um, when you do that, just make sure you're thankful for your family. Make sure you're thankful for the exchange of ideas, even if you have that one cousin or uncle that you vehemently disagree with. Um, winsome, graceful, loving. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the week. Make sure you tune in tomorrow on YouTube, Facebook, anywhere you get your uh, podcast to hear David Barton and the historical relevance and significance of Thanksgiving. We appreciate you. We're thankful for you. For Mitch Prosser, I am Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Palmetto Family Matters show. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm.